0: And welcome to another edition of the SwarmCast. David Eichel here with HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I mean, a few things to get into today. It's been an absolutely crazy past 96 hours with, obviously, the coronavirus effectively canceling college sports uh, for the remainder of the academic year, recruiting on hold. Uh, I mean, there's there's just a whole lot to get into. Uh, But before we get into that, I do want to mention that At least for the next two days, Hawkeye Insider and 24-7 Sports is offering a 60% off annual uh, discount for an annual subscription uh, to Hawkeye Insider and 24-7 Sports. Just over $0.10 a day gets you all the latest in Iowa Hawkeye coverage, VIP recruiting updates, in-depth analysis, exclusive mailbags, uh, the works. Just because there's no news coming out and no games to be covered, there's going to be a whole lot of content coming out from us, we are not gonna slow down. And supporting local journalism uh, would just mean a lot to us. So consider that, if you have any questions, feel free to tweet at me, at David Eicholt D-A-V-I-D-E-I-C-K-H-O-L-T. And if you just wanna try it out for a month, dollar for your first month, Uh, appreciate your support. Wow, I mean, this is just something that's really unfathomable, I think. Just the way the last 96 hours have unfolded. I mean, absolutely craziness. I'll just give you a little bit of a brief overview how everything went down. I have no plans for this podcast outside. We're just gonna roll with the punches and and see how long this goes. But yeah, so you know, I, I got obviously up to Indianapolis, I believe th- Wednesday afternoon. Uh, just before the games really got started, got settled in, wrote a couple stories, went off to a restaurant that was close to my hotel, and at that point, just, it was so eerie, and just everything going on with the, obviously, like I said, the coronavirus, I've never just seen anything so profound Expand in that short of time, just every second, every minute, just felt like it was getting worse. Obviously, the NCAA is saying that there was going to be no fans in attendance for the NCAA tournament, and that already seemed unfathomable in itself and so shocking. But then the whole thing with Oklahoma City and the Utah Jazz when Rudy Gobert wasn't on the court, but I believe he's, I think he was on the sidelines or or something wasn't going to play because he was feeling ill. And literally a minute and a half before tip-off, the th- one of the thunderhead medical experts ran out to the officials and the announcer and said, hey, we got to stop the game. So teams went to the locker room. They quarantined them for hours, and it turned out that Rudy Gobert had, had the coronavirus. And I think at that point, everyone kind of started to see a trend of where this was going. And the really weird part about it was, they, they kept the fans in there for a while before they canceled. Obviously, like I said, the teams had remained in the locker room for a long while. Um, and then the NBA announced it was suspending the rest of the season while the Dallas Mavericks were playing in a game as well, and that, that game finished. So that was just really weird. And we, we did get a chance to uh, talk with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren And it was just, first of all, I'm a big fan of Kevin Warren. The way he articulates himself, how transparent he is. He does not dodge questions. I've been very impressed with him. I think think everyone else, most people in the media and coaches and players I've talked to are as well. I think it's worth knowing, too. He was asked about the possibility of the NCAA tournament being canceled. He said that he really didn't have an opinion about it. The higher-ups would decide that. uh, But he did talk to Mark Emmert the NCAA head of the NCAA and just basically told him what the statement he was sending out before they canceled it. But let's take a step back from that. Let's talk about the day that really everything unraveled. So obviously the NBA suspended its season. I had a feeling the big 10 was going to be canceled. I didn't know about every other tournament. I did think it was as a possibility, but you know, it's hard to really grasp it at that point so I was up till about 3:30 a.m. monitoring Twitter, talking some people because I'm trying to figure out if there even was going to be a tournament. And at that point, you know, in case there was a tournament, it was going to be a potentially long week. I think at least would have lasted another day or two uh, with I, how far I believe Iowa would have been able to go. I said, "All right, I'm gonna get some sleep." I slept for about two and a half hours. Woke up at six. Obviously, John Rothstein was tweeting out. Um, if tournaments were still going on, the Big Ten, obviously, they said they were, and I had a couple people confirm that to me I was talking to, and I'm like, all right, well, it's gonna be really interesting, kind of eerie um, to go into the arena, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and just see everything unfold. I mean, it was only gonna be family there, a very, very select few, and I'll say this, it was supposed to be a 25-minute drive from my hotel to Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I got there in about eight and a half minutes, going the speed limit and everything. That's just how dead it was in downtown Indianapolis and to even get there. Um, so that RA kind of, you know, you raised the red flag a little bit of what's actually about to happen. I got in, I uh, took the elevator down, checked in, everything like that. I got on the court. I was not on the court for more than 30 seconds at most before, everything started unraveling i saw on twitter okay they canceled the tournament after michigan rutgers players left the court after they start after they warmed up and then obviously they said it over the speaker uh some people are trying to gather their stuff some people wanted to take pictures on the court you know and all that security rushed us out immediately they would not let us take pictures of anything they would basically said you guys gotta get out here go to the practice court and we didn't even know if the, the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, was going to be able to speak with us or not. Uh, we saw he was doing an interview on Big Ten Network with Andy Katz. So we tuned into that. And then they said he would Kevin Warren would address the media about 10 minutes later, and he, and he did. And after the press conference, they said, all right, well, you can only be in here for an hour before we have to get you guys out of here. You know, at that point, it does kind of make your skin crawl. It makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable just because there's nobody there. And they're trying to rush us out. And it's not like, you know, that they're afraid of a storyline. They weren't afraid of anything. They were just trying to get us out so they could, I don't know, quarantine the place or clean up or or something. And it it was just so eerie being in that big a place with all the chaos going on social media and, you know, throughout the country and the world. um, Just really made your skin crawl, kind of just a cold feeling. I really—it's hard to explain. It was just absolutely insane. So I got out of there. I talked some people. I came back, wrote a few more stories. Obviously, a few hours later, the Big Ten uh, canceled the remainder of the competition for the semester. Uh, the NCAA canceled the tournament, and you know it's effectively sports are just going to be shut down for the next long time, at least for the foreseeable future, and it. It's a tough deal. Obviously, everything is in place to contain the virus and protect people. I know people are gonna wanna make jokes about social media and all these other things. And and I get it, it keeps stuff lighthearted. But when entire countries are literally locking down to try to contain this virus that nobody knows about, I think 99% of people are in the same boat. They get it. This is what's best. Putting people's health above you know, effectively it is a game, but we're all so passionate about the game. And that's what makes it hard for us at sometimes to justify that. And, you know, it I'm not getting on a big soapbox tangent here, but I do want to explain a couple of thoughts. One, I know the death rate is obviously very low from what we've seen of this virus. And people talk about it only affects people with diabetes, with with um, respiratory issues and older people. I mean, does it really matter who it affects? You're trying to protect people. And the point is, you might be okay if you get it. You probably will be. But what if you come in contact with one of that 3%, somebody in a nursing home? It could be your grandfather, father, or somebody else did. And they inexplicably gave you know didn't mean to. But what if they gave them the virus? Then you're on the other side of that. It doesn't matter who it affects, it's affecting people. And that's why people need to take it seriously. I mean, I'm all for jokes and people bulk buying toilet paper, which I'll never understand for the life of me, by the way. that Whatever. But it's about containing the virus so we can effectively get rid of it and protect our country's most vulnerable. We always talk about how the oldest people are the wisest and we need to respect our elders based on the response with some of these people and the way they're viewing this virus, they really don't. So I'm not gonna go on a tangent. If you do that and you make jokes, I mean, I'm all for memes and I'm all for trolling. I'm all for jokes. I mean, it's what makes the internet the best and the worst place on the internet. But anyway, aside from that, just a completely eerie feeling. I I was excited to kind of be on the court if the tournament actually did happen. Just for the family to be there, the media to be there It was it was almost going to be like Basketball at it's purest form Without a big crowd But high level intense basketball And I honestly I really wanted To hear what Fran said uh, I really wanted to hear what You know Patino would have said When we'd be able to effectively hear every word That, <laughs> that they were going to say Throughout the course of the game because we were going to be right behind The benches and it, it just It would have been really cool to see and to write about And and articulate to you guys who, who couldn't be there. So yeah, it, it just it's it's a very unfortunate thing, obviously, but you know it's it's what's best. And like I said, Hawkeye Insider and the rest of the sports world, we're gonna turn ahead, we're gonna keep putting out content, it's not gonna slow down, and we're excited for the future. But let's kind of dive into a couple Iowa topics. And I, I just wrote a column about this, you can see it on my Twitter or on HawkeyeInsider.com, or Hawkeyes on 24-7 on Facebook. It's a really unfortunate ending, obviously, for many teams around the country. I'm not solely zoning in on Iowa when I say this, but I'm going to use the team that I cover as an example. Luca Garza's historic season, the best in Iowa history, I'm proclaiming it, deserved a better send-off. He deserved to play under the bright lights. He deserved to have the nation's eyes on him because we've talked. We-, we talked about this last week. All the nation's eyes are on Obi Toppin, and you know his, you know rim-shaking dunks, his highlight reel material. It- it's it's a much sexier version and much more attractive version of basketball to younger viewers than Luca Garza's game because that's just not the way Luca Garza plays basketball. Luca Garza, with all the atten- like all the hype that national pundits have given him, there would have been all the eyes of the world on Luca Garza and the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament because they wanted to see what the hype was about. And Luca Garza, remember this: he broke out during last year's NCAA tournament. He averaged sixteen and a half points in two games. Okay, John Rothstein tweeted about him multiple times. A lot of people thought he'd be, take that next step up. Wasn't a first-team preseason All-Big Ten guy, but probably a second or third team. People expected a nice jump. Obviously, nobody expected him to do what he did this year. They expected a jump. Luca Garza deserved to go out the way he came in with hard work, grit, toughness, determination, and for him to be able to drop probably 20 points for, I don't know, the thousandth time in a row this season. It's a very unfortunate ending to what was the best season in Iowa history, and he deserved to go out the way he came in. In addition to that, you got to feel for guys like, I mean, think of Bakari Evelyn. Started his career at Nebraska, went to Valparaiso, then grad transferred to Iowa because he wanted to be ranked. He wanted a shot to go far in the NCAA tournament. He wanted to play against top-tier competition. And he really started to play his best basketball late in the season. You know, and keep in mind, too, Evelyn really came up clutch late in the year. Played some of his best games when Iowa needs him, you know, at most. Think of the Cincinnati game at 15 points, made some big shots. And his very last shot of his Iowa career, depending on, obviously, if the NCAA grants an extension, uh, you know, another year of eligibility for, like, Ryan Creener or um, Bakari Evelyn. But for, second of all, who knows if either one of those guys would want to come back for another season. I mean... You know, they make all these plans during the course of the year, and you know, granted, you know, who knows what will happen. That's discussion for another day. But Kari Evelyn's last shot was with just over two minutes left against Illinois at Illinois. Took a big, big boy shot. I mean, from the corner. Still a decent amount of time on the shot clock. Iowa down seven. Iowa needs a bucket. Cans the three to bring Iowa back within four and kept Iowa's hopes of a very nice comeback alive. So, you know, with all he wanted to accomplish and playing the NCAA tournament, probably a lifelong dream, it just, due to unfortunate circumstances, that it, it didn't work out. Think of Ryan Kreiner Just a couple weeks ago, Ryan Kreiner was talking with us and somebody asked him, you know, what season's your favorite? I mean, Iowa was an overtime away from making a sweet 16 last year. This year, Ryan got them his, his most playing time ever. He was you know a top candidate for the conference's sixth man of the year, averaging most points, rebounds, and really, I think, started to become more beloved by the fan base. They always loved him, but just the energy and leadership he brought was just captivating. And you know, it's another thing too. Those in-state kids are so different. Ryan Creener grew up wanting to wear the black and gold. He grew up wanting to, you know, wear that Don that Tiger Hawk. And, you know, you saw it in his senior day when he went to all four corners of the arena, to, you know, with his jersey and just shined it up at them. Got an applause. You could tell he was extremely, you know, he was, he was emotional. A lifelong dream being fulfilled. But now, I guess last last season might be his favorite because they went farther in the NCAA tournament, and that's what he said. Whatever we have the most team success, that's my favorite year. And it's just a really unfortunate ending for him. You could go on and on with the list. I think of another guy that maybe some other people won't. Connor McCaffrey. Redshirt sophomore took an absolute shellacking by everybody on Twitter and social media and the fan base last year because he wasn't a good enough three point shooter. He was playing a little bit out of position. He was, you know, really playing his first healthy basketball in two years because keep in mind, he had mono and uh, an ankle injury the year before. So it, it was kind of an unfair deal, but he became really that, that big time leader, that glue guy for Iowa. Fans did a complete 180. He was extremely loved by the fan base. I think by the end of the year, I think a lot of people really backed off him. He was shooting the outside shot better. He was leading, being, you know, toughest guy on the court, playing four different positions, which I think people really started to understand how tough that is. That is not an easy task. He's a six foot five, maybe six foot six on a good day, or wearing the right shoes, guarding six foot nine guys not moving an inch on from them despite them outweighing him by maybe 30 40 pounds he is, he's is a tough kid he might be the toughest kid on Iowa's team which is no slight to anyone else but that's just who Connor is if there's a perfect guy that is a coach's son that is capable of taking all the you know criticism that maybe some of it is warranted some of it's not it's him because he just does not care you know again I, I could go on and on with the list but I think it's worth remembering, don't see this season as lost. Iowa should be identified this season as a team with heart, grit, toughness, and unbelievable fight. It was in their DNA. There were games this year where, you know, me watching Iowa and covering them for the past couple of years, you know, watching them, you know, you know, in my Big Ten life, watching Big Ten basketball. There were games in the past that if they were played this year with past teams, they would have faltered. They would have completely given up. I can't look at one game this year where Iowa just said, Nope, we're done. Granted, there were some blowouts, but they still like there's a difference between getting blown out and fighting and getting blown out and just not looking like you want to be there. I don't think there was ever a time this year. Where Iowa just did not want to be there. Iowa fought. They made big, boy, big boy comebacks. They made big shots. They didn't shy away from the moment. It was in their DNA. They never lost three games in a row this season. They lost back to back, I believe, three or four times, but they fought back all the adversity. Jordan Bohannon electing to go, you know, get hip surgery. Jack Nunge's torn ACL. Patrick McCaffrey dealing with residual health effects from, you know, he had cancer. I believe when he was 14 years old. It's definitely an unfortunate ending to what was, I think a very, very fun Iowa team, but I won't get too far into 2020, 2021, but I will briefly mention it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As good as Iowa was or could have potentially been this year in a run in the NCAA tournament, there's going to be expectations next year. I mean... I'm not saying it's going to start with me. It's not going to start from other media members. But I think fans have a very, very good reason to be excited. And I don't say this without really thinking about it. If, and it's a big if, if everybody comes back, Jordan Bohannon returns, Luca Garza returns, Joey's camp returns, Jack Nunji's healthy. This is the potential starting five. And again, I don't know what Fran's going to do. It might look completely different a year from now. Jordan Bohannon, C.J. Frederick, Joe Wieskamp, Jack Nungi and Luca Garza. Those five guys might make up the best shooting starting five in the last decade of at least Big Ten basketball. Maybe more than just Big Ten basketball. Frederick, 47% from three. Wieskamp was... And it went 34% he ended off for the year. He really got cold down the stretch at a couple of really bad games. But I think everyone knows and I think respects what he is capable of. And if they get Bohannon back, they're not going to be able to <laughs> to chase down a lot of those guys and switch the way on those screens the way they did this year. If they got Frederick Wieskamp and Bohannon on the floor together and Nunji, who's capable of stepping out and hitting him, and Luca Garza, who's you know definitely shown that he's de- uh, capable of going outside and hitting some shots. So it's going to be all about defense. It's going to be all about if they can have a top 60, top 70 defense. That's an extremely dangerous team. And obviously we know but what Bohannon's capable of. So it, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see if the team can stay intact. And I think that there's it's reasonable to at minimum, minimum, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. We'll see past that because I don't want to speak too much without doing too much homework on a lot of other teams. But I don't see an Elite Eight being out of the question if Iowa gets everybody back and healthy and they get. Patrick McCaffrey I don't really think people realize how good of a player he is. He's a very talented player, high four star coming out of high school. Obviously wasn't recruited very heavy because everyone assumed he was going to follow Connor and and his you know friend being the coach at Iowa, but he's he's a really talented player. So we'll see what happens there. But like I said, I think people need to really take into account what this team showed this year. They showed a lot. They showed a lot of heart. They overcame a ton of adversity. And that was without me even mentioning. CJ Frederick was out for six games this year with multiple injuries. It was a team that fought through a lot. And the 20 wins were very hard earned. I mean, they had seven wins over ranked opponents, nine quad one wins, could have picked up a couple of more. And I do think if they would have won two or three games in the Big Ten tournament, let's say they won two, I think they would have been at least a high five seed. Uh, if they went any farther, I think they could have worked their way up to a four seed. So, like I said, I think it's an unfortunate circumstance. I think everyone really understands that. And, you know, we're, we're going to see, I think, how important sports are to the social fabric of America. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot about themselves. Obviously, you know, for example, with me, this is my job. This is my my livelihood. And it's gonna be—it's gonna be really just, I think, interesting to realize. I know it's my job and everything, but it's gonna be interesting to just kind of really see how much of my life is consumed by sports and what we can do outside of that. So, don't mean to get too deep. I—I'm just kind of wandering around here because the, it's still kind of sinking in with me, and I think with many of you that we are gonna be without sports for a while. Um, even you, you know, for example, Iowa's pro day is canceled. That was gonna take place. March 23rd we were you know we were going to meet with Kirk Ference. Uh, March 24th we're not going to be able to meet with him anymore. We are going to be able to talk to Gary Barda and and Ference in the near future, but that might be by teleconference or video conference because a lot of you know they're encouraging everybody to stay in their houses and not go out and it's going to be a very interesting next few weeks I think until you know, sports return, or at least some sort of sport returns, whether it be the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball getting started. Uh, You know, we we could go on and on, and we'll see what happens with spring football. I mean, keep in mind, Iowa can't host recruits right now. Coaches aren't allowed to go out and recruit until at least mid-April, until we really realize what the next step of trying to contain the uh, coronavirus is. So it'll be interesting to see if the college football you know the NCAA adjusts their their schedule the recruiting schedule and what they do uh, we'll see what they do about the eligibility i think the nba is going to have to have a say in whether or not seniors can go back or you know the nba might have to move their their workouts because keep in mind that went only affects seniors it, it would affect guys that you know want to put their name in the nba draft and and make a jump but they really can't because with the date set right now you know who knows what's really going to go on they, they can't host uh workouts the NBA combine supposed to take place in May but there's so much unknown I mean it, it's it's really all just a jumbled mess right now I won't try to add to that confusion so I, I think there's just a lot to be figured out and it, it'll be interesting to see when Iowa can resume you know spring football not resume but start spring football practice and how much time they'll actually get because I think the whole calendar uh, is a mess right now. So obviously we'll keep you up to date, Hawkeye's on 247 Sports, HawkeyeInsider.com. Follow me on Twitter at David Eicholt, D-A V I D E I C K H O L T. Sorry, It's a little bit of a just I want to say, you know, just kind of jump from topic to topic, but like I said, I think it's still kind of sinking in what what's really about to happen over the course of the next month. So I am going to try to get some guests on the podcast. I'm going to start projecting in the near future. I'm still going to do spring football coverage. I'm still going to preview what spring football is going to look like. We're going to do a lot of VIP analysis on HawkeyeInsider.com. We'll talk about it on the Swarmcast. We're going to get Sean Bach back in the mix. Obviously, a very big contributor uh, to what we do at 24-7 Sports. So, it will be good to get him back on. So, A lot is ahead. We have a lot of stuff planned, so stay tuned with us. Iowa coverage does not stop because there's no games. Again, 60% off an annual subscription, just over $0.10 a day. Uh, Really goes a long way with supporting what we do, and it helps bring us the best, most accurate, and in-depth coverage on the market. So we're going to put together a lot more Swarmcasts in the future. I'm excited about that, and we're going to really dive into a few other things, but I felt it was important to just tell you about my experience in Indianapolis, what happened, kind of my final thoughts around the you know the basketball season, and really just how unfortunate it is uh, for those guys that work so hard, uh, you know, to, to accomplish their goals and have their dreams fulfilled. Obviously, an unfortunate end there. But that's going to it for this episode of Swarmcast for David Eicholt, Hawkeye Insider, and Twenty Four Seven Sports. We'll talk to you next time.